Hey there, this is Liana, and you are tuning in to Sharpen Her Iron, conversations with dope women. Outspoken, say what I think, feel, but when it came to that relationship, that was shut off Mm -hmm. because he was the one that was in control. He was the head, you Mm -hmm. know, so he said, and Mm -hmm. he manipulated my spiritual ability to believe what was right with what he mm. told me was right and what was biblically sound. Well, let's go back really quickly. When did you know you were in an abusive relationship? Outside of the physical aspects, because some of the things you're saying right now, they sound more um, emotional and yes. psychological mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than physical. So how does a person know? How does a person know, mm. okay, especially with the dynamics of um, Christianity yes. in that, it's heavily emphasized in a lot of churches and cultures. Men is the head of the house. Men mm-hmm. is the head of the house. Submit this kind of. So how do you know the difference between this is a submissive, beautiful, godly, you know, thing, and mm. maybe my ego is just kind of uncomfortable mm. versus nah, this is abuse. The sad thing is, I didn't know mm-hmm. that I was in an abusive relationship until after I got shot. Physically, you know. I minimized it because mm-hmm. I was never that girl on TV. I was never mm-hmm. in the hospital with a busted, Got you know, you. eye or, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. bloody lips or mm-hmm. broken ribs. Mm-hmm. I never experienced that. And I mm-hmm. always explain that to people. And I tell people, I don't ever say it to minimize what he did, but mm-hmm. I need you to get the full picture. Mm-hmm. Abuse comes in every spectrum, mm-hmm. great to small. Mm-hmm. Mine was not great, mm-hmm. but mine was but small and abuse, there. but look yeah. at what it turned out to yeah. be. Yeah, so don't I mean, think that your me. great experience yeah. where you yeah. are having busted lips and yeah. black eyes and stuff yeah. won't escalate to what I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know until after. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until I went to go speak at my my maybe second or third engagement and they passed out these papers mm. that listed the five types of abuse. Mm. And I was so embarrassed that I didn't know that mm-hmm. while I was in it. Mm. And I was so embarrassed that I had experienced all five in one situation mm. with one person. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. So for me, what I would say to people that think they may be in an abusive situation or, you know, kind of wonder or question is to definitely look them up, mm-hmm. read them because now they're so specified. Mm-hmm. Back then when I was in it 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, people weren't talking about it the way that they're Mm -hmm. talking about it now. Mm -hmm. And it was just physical abuse that Mm -hmm. we were talking about Mm -hmm. financial. I worked a job. My Mm -hmm. husband controlled the money. Mm -hmm. He had, you know, $600 shoes and, you Mm -hmm. know, $800 custom suits and, Mm -hmm. you know, $200 custom shirts. Mm -hmm. I didn't. He drove a Range Rover. I didn't Mm -hmm. like he controlled every aspect of our finances. Mm -hmm. And I was literally given an allowance Mm -hmm. and I'm a grown woman with a good job with Mm -hmm. benefits with the whole nine, Mm -hmm. but he controlled the finances Mm -hmm. and because he controlled the finances I had to come to him to to ask for more money I was literally left with enough for my hair my nails and maybe gas in the car and to tithe Mm -hmm. and that was it anything after that I had to come back to him so that's control Mm -hmm. he controlled the finances and in situations like that that's abuse Mm -hmm. we're two equals Mm -hmm. doing the same thing in the relationship Mm -hmm. and you get the ability Mm -hmm. to control what I need and Mm -hmm. what I want Mm -hmm. that's control um, sexually, yeah. there were a couple of occasions where my husband did rape me. Mm-hmm. I never thought that it, it was, was rape in the situation because right? I'm married to and him. People, and I yeah. I believe, and I don't know the page or the Bible mm-hmm. that it's on, but I believe it's something that talks about your body is his, his mm-hmm. body is yours. Mm-hmm. So he was, I use the term now, a Bible beater mm-hmm. because he would 
contort and twist the word yeah. to make it fit our situation like to slaves manipulate and slave me. Masters, right? Exactly. Like, to manipulate use me. Use a text to get what you want out of it. Yes. And he knew yeah. that I would never go against him and mm-hmm. read it for myself mm-hmm. and be like, no, I don't say that because mm-hmm. he was a pastor. So I mm-hmm. believed he knew than more he than I knew. Mm-hmm. So because he knew more than I knew, I trusted mm-hmm. when he said submit, mm-hmm. it meant control. Mm-hmm. That's not what submit means. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I thought that that was what submit means means. Mm-hmm. And so I allowed him to control me into submission. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things I didn't know, emotional, like I didn't know that it was wrong for my husband to call me every B word when he, you know, accused me of cheating mm-hmm. or, you know, I didn't know that it was wrong mm-hmm. that my husband put a tracking device in my car and, mm-hmm. you know, would check where I was. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think any of that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I had a really undeveloped sense of what love was Mm -hmm. and understanding it fully. And Mm -hmm. so I thought that because he was doing these things, he loved you. He loved me. And when he wanted you, he wanted somehow so that bad. Exactly. He was like, oh, this man loves me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even though he's controlling every aspect of mm-hmm. my life. I mean, he even wanted to control career moves. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to switch careers and become a sign language interpreter. And mm-hmm. he argued me down that that was not. That was not right. That was not okay. Mm. This is what you choose to be. We're together. We're married. And this is what you need to do. Mm. So it was so so many areas of control that mm-hmm. I think a lot of times as women, we think that those things mean that he loves us or mm-hmm. he really cares about us. Mm-hmm. And it's a really fine line. And I think that as an individual, you have to know what that line is. Mm. I never go into any conversation with someone who's being abused or any situation where I'm communicating with people who may or have may not have been abused and tell them what to do. I always want them to see it because my dad taught me that when you tell somebody and you make a decision for them, Mm -hmm. A, they don't own Mm -hmm. the decision when they make it. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it's what they really want. Then they always have that thought of, well, she's the one that told me to do it. What if I would have stayed? What if I went back? What if, what if, what if? And now you risk the chance of messing up that relationship. So I just want to give people the information, the details, the specifics, my situation, and you look at your situation and figure out for you you what works when Mm -hmm. to go when you should leave how Mm -hmm. you should maneuver how you should operate Mm -hmm. because if somebody had told me if they knew the details of what I was going through my relationship and they told me to leave I probably wouldn't have believed them because I tried to leave once I went to my um, lawyer found out all the stuff I needed to know, how much money I was going to get, what I was going to get, this, 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 and that, what I was entitled to. Mm -hmm. And in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. I said... I am not leaving my three bedroom home. I am mm-hmm. not leaving my brand new Mercedes. I am not leaving all that bank, that money in the bank mm-hmm. for some other woman mm-hmm. to come and live the stuff that I've, you know, mm-hmm. grown and t- pulled the weeds out of intended mm-hmm. to. And now she's going to reap this harvest. Yeah. I am not, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Almost cost me my life mm-hmm. because I was looking at all this stuff mm-hmm. that I was going to, keep Mm -hmm. and I wasn't looking at the details of what was really going on in Mm. my marriage I wasn't Mm. even looking at that yeah until it got too bad and it just happened yeah so uh, one of the stories in the bible that kind of bothers me when people preach it is um Job Mm -hmm. because I feel like um the story of Job is always presented like um he basically lost all this stuff right yes part of what he lost in losing all this stuff was um, his children. His mm-hmm. children died. And the narrative, from my experience, is always preached from a perspective, but like, 
Um, eventually, God restores it all in like tenfold, a hundredfold, right? So all the cattle he lost, mm-hmm. in, uh, which is synonymous with money or right. economics, you know what I'm saying? Um, all that he lost, it gets restored. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he gets new children. He gets yep. all this stuff. But there's a part of me that's always unsettled with the fact of this idea of new children. There's no such thing as new children, right? You know, like, right, okay, cattle can be restored, children. right? Yeah. Like, money can be restored. Yeah. Stuff can be restored. Maybe even friendships can be restored or, right. or new friendships or whatever. But Job lost something Mm -hmm. that he could never get back. And God gave him more children. Mm -hmm. But I think about, uh, I have a friend who they had a a stillborn and Mm -hmm. then a year later they had another baby, right? Like that new baby does not replace. Right. Right. The baby that they lost. You know, that baby still died. That was still a person and that was still a pain. Maybe it's added joy. Yeah. To the loss or to yeah. the pain, but not a replacement. Yeah. And so I think about like what what part of summer was lost that because of the trauma, because of the pain, that maybe God has added joy mm-hmm. or God has added new experience, but what was lost that probably is not coming back and that was something that you you have kind of grieved or accepted and or I don't know if you've even thought about this question before if it's new but do you think that in your job you know like experience in that you experience experienced a major trauma in life we lose something mm-hmm. have you do you feel like you lost Absolutely. something I feel like I lost a lot um but the one when you say that statement and I usually, what's really weird is I usually don't get emotional, like mm-hmm. talking about it. Like I'm so black and white because I mm-hmm. feel like I can't help people if I'm mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saying it, like my eyes were starting to water and I was mm-hmm. starting to feel this knot in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I feel that the one thing that I lost and I don't think I'll ever get back is being, um, being carefree. Like I, I was that girl who would walk mm-hmm. from college campus with her earphones on mm-hmm. at nine o'clock at night and mm-hmm. wouldn't worry about anything. Like mm-hmm. I had not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. I would go to the grocery store and leave my basket at the other end of the aisle and mm-hmm. go look for the sugar around the block. Like mm-hmm. I just have always lived a very carefree life. Mm-hmm. And now because I have PTSD and I mm-hmm. deal with it on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I'm not as carefree as I mm-hmm. was. And I don't think that I'll ever be mm-hmm. like, I know I'll mm-hmm. never be because I'm, I'm usually defensive mm-hmm. and I'm usually hyper vigilant is what my therapist calls it. Yeah. Um, and so because like that probably hurt me the most mm-hmm. because I felt like it was synonymous with my name, like mm-hmm. summer and summer, yeah. you're carefree and yeah. la 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 la. Yeah, it's the time of year we're yeah. all looking forward to to kind of let exactly. your guard down. Let and, your guard down and yeah. just be you. Yeah. And I lost that. Huh. And and that's something that I definitely grieve mm-hmm. because I fight every day mm-hmm. to try to be who I was. Mm-hmm. And God had to show me that you don't have to be her. Mm-hmm. You can have some of her qualities. And I'm mm-hmm. saying her, meaning the old oh, summer the, that the I was. you prior to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be her yeah. and I won't ever be her. It's impossible it's to be her. It is, it is. And why would I even want to be her? Mm-hmm. Being her. Part of her led you to, I don't exactly. say led you to, but. Nope, you, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. don't disagree with that at all. It did. And so because of that, mm. I think that when you lose things, mm. If you gain other things, mm-hmm. it doesn't make that loss as bad. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, like I was going to answer the mm-hmm. question before you even completed the whole question, like with the whole Job situation and losing and, you know, you lose all these things and getting things tenfold and, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. 
that was another lesson that I learned that I would always hear people talk about. Mm-hmm. I had lost so much financially. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that I had lost my home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I thought that I lost everything when I left him and he would always drill that in my head. Mm-hmm. You'll never have this. You'll never have nobody like me. Mm-hmm. Like it was always, always, always that kind of conversation. And so I gained, like when I say tenfold, mm-hmm. like I can't even tell you mm-hmm. some of the, like one of the major blessings is when I came back into my home, cause I got the home that mm-hmm. he said I was never mm-hmm. going to have again after he died because mm-hmm. we were still legally married. Yeah. It became my it was home. Yours. So I got that back. Mm-hmm. I got so many other things back financially. And there was a time when, you know, again, because I was dependent, mm-hmm. I never paid bills. I never did any of those things. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that you couldn't pay bills whenever you got ready to. Right. I kind of yeah. had a gist that yeah. there was a time limit, you yeah. know, every 30 yeah. days they come, but yeah. I never paid But them. it grew you up in a way. It did. So I didn't know the penalties that yeah. were associated with it. Yeah. And I'm very transparent. Yeah. After that, I almost lost my home. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that you could not call them in a couple of months and say, hey, mm-hmm. I got all the money for the mortgage. Here it is. Yeah. They were like, and? Yeah. We've already started the foreclosure process. Mm-hmm. And I literally said to the lady, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like I had no clue what mm-hmm. any of that was. The greatest gain that I had was almost losing my home. Mm-hmm. And literally within my home was literally maybe hours within being auctioned off. Dang. And I got a phone call that saved my home. Mm-hmm. I There was a program called Keep Your Home California. Mm-hmm. Hours before my home was auctioned off, the lady called me and told me I was approved. Who does that? Nobody but God. Like I, mm. when I saw that, my level in trusting Him grew yeah, another notch, yeah. whole new level, a to whole this. nother level. Like, but it cost you. It so cost me so much. much. It I did. think that's the thing you it hear really did. Please, you hear little YouTube clips or TD Jakes or whoever talking about never envy this person because you don't know what it took for them right, to get, to it get where they are. And yep. you can look and you can hear. I say times. I'll say things like, I want checks coming in the mail. But you almost died to get those exactly. checks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Almost, and I'm not saying it's wrong to desire No, things. absolutely not. I'm just but saying. But people don't know. People, do, people don't know story. that I had. My husband always kept between forty dollars and $60,000 in the bank. Always. Mm. We traveled when we wanted to. Mm. When, air quote, he was being nice and wanted to buy me stuff. I had coach bags mm-hmm. up the yin yang because that was my thing. If I wanted to go to Macy mm-hmm. Robinson May at the time and get a suit, I could. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that I not necessarily wanted that he mm-hmm. wouldn't allow me to have. Mm-hmm. We lived a great life. I mean, financially, we were definitely up doing well. We we did stuff, went to restaurants, stayed at hotels. Like we lived mm-hmm. a great life, mm-hmm. but behind closed doors. So and great. I always say. Being like one thing about being a first lady, people are so envious mm, of your mm, position. Mm. People want to be a first lady. I'm like, have it do do what you want with it. It ain't that great. It was so many women who wanted him, who desired him, who mm. women he was probably cheating on me with. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably sure when I was recovering in the hospital, I just had a thought just, you know, glide past my brain a couple of times. I know none of those women what would is- trade place with me at all. None of them will take these bullets, these holes, these surgeries, these therapist visits. None of them would take that. So many people look on the outside and think this position is so prestigious. But when it all boils down to it and Mm -hmm. all falls out, 
would you trade with me? Do you mm-hmm. still want to be a first lady? Mm-hmm. Like you don't even know what it takes yeah. to be in this position and to have this stuff. And look at what I went through in silence. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what I was going through. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even be married had mm-hmm. he not lied to me About and told getting, me he got yeah. anger management. Yeah. So it's so many layers to to this position that mm-hmm. most people don't even realize, don't even, you know, it doesn't even cross their mind to even think on yeah. stuff like this and that it can happen. Yeah. I never would have thought my husband, a yeah. pastor, yeah. would shoot me. Yeah. Like, try to take my life? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it's not even... I couldn't make that stuff up. Yeah. But it's my reality. Yeah. The thing that I gained, like when you were saying you lose all these things and you gained it, something that I could never pay for, nobody could ever give me, but I gained it and I would never trade it for anything is peace of mind. Hmm. I do hate that uh, these kids had to lose their father. He Mm -hmm. had kids. I hate that they lost their father. Mm -hmm. I hate that someone lost their brother. Mm -hmm. I hate that someone lost their cousin, their uncle, their friend. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Mm Mm-hmm. Being selfish and thinking about me because this is my life your journey in my journey And I know that I could not have had a successful life if he was still alive Mm -hmm. I'm not sad that he's gone. Mm -hmm. I mourn the loss of my husband I mourn the loss of the relationship and the good things we shared Mm -hmm. but this peace of mind that I have Mm -hmm. knowing He won't ever hurt me. He Mm -hmm. can't ever do anything to me Mm -hmm. It's unexplainable Mm -hmm. like I have had times in this life after he's been gone where it wasn't always financially great. Mm-hmm. And I did struggle and I did not have the forty to 60000 mm-hmm. that he always had in the Just bank. Gonna, I didn't yeah. have the Mercedes or the yeah. Range Rover. Yeah. I didn't have it. Yeah. But that peace of mind no was price tag. greater than that. No price tag. No, no price, price tag. tag. Because when no that money tag. was in that bank and we were traveling, we would be in Mexico mm-hmm. and I was I would have a miserable time mm-hmm. because he was just not that great of a person to be around. Mm-hmm. The money was great to mm-hmm. look at it. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't control it. Yeah. I had no access to it. Yeah. I couldn't go and, yeah. you know, charge a new pair of shoes yeah. when I wanted to. Yeah. He dictated that. Yeah. I could get it. Yeah. But it wasn't on my, my term. Yeah. The cars weren't in my name. Mm-hmm. The only reason I got this house was because it was in my name. Hmm. So, yeah, that stuff is good. It's great. But when you don't have access to it, Hmm. what good did it do me? Hmm. None of those credit cards that he had were even in my name. So my credit wasn't amazing. I mean, it died with him, but my credit wasn't great when he was alive because it was not connected to me. Nothing was connected to me but this house. Not a single credit card, not a single bank account were we connected on. My bank account... He made me add him and Mm -hmm. he took out the money when he pleased, Mm -hmm. but nothing was joint other than this house. So it's like I lost a lot, but I gained so much more. I gained independence. I now know how to pay bills. I now know how to, you know, call certain people when things are broken Mm -hmm. and fix things. And I know how to water the grass. Mm -hmm. Like I know how to do, I've gained so much. Mm -hmm. That stuff that I lost and that person that I lost Mm -hmm. It's now a memory. Mm-hmm. I get sad at times, yeah. but now it's really a memory. Mm-hmm. When I look back on pictures of being at the beach and I see my stomach, mm-hmm. I get sad. Mm-hmm. But these scars are a reminder that nobody can tell this story but yeah. me. Yeah. Nobody survived and of the victory. this but me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The fact that you have a scar means you exa- survived. And I survived because everybody yeah. doesn't. When Every- you look at the statistics, yeah. they don't usually survive. Yeah. And I tell women that 
all the time. Yeah. You think your situation is not that bad. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, God chose to spare my life. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, but he did. Yeah. He doesn't do that for everybody. Yeah. So take heed to where you are, what you're going mm-hmm. through, and realize your story may not end up like mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's powerful. I mean, we're talking about, um, is there any area that you're struggling to bounce back in outside of the the loss, which is probably just be a part of your story because that's mm-hmm. a part of just the reality of um, overcoming. When you overcome something, sometimes there's some some residue from that, you know, um, and like you said, you can't be carefree the same way mm-hmm. or be the girl beforehand. Well, the girl beforehand didn't experience what you Mm-mm. experienced. So she, she was able to be mm-hmm. carefree, um, but it didn't rob you of being able to have a full right. life still. But I do want to emphasize that like healing and resilience doesn't mean that there isn't residue, Mm-mm. you know, and that There's there residue. isn't, um, mm-hmm. impact that affects you today. Yeah. Because of things that you went went through yesterday, I guess. But what what is your? But it won't take this from me. What what is like? What is the area that you say? You know, I went through that, but I'm determined to still have this as a part of my life, regardless of it. Is okay. there anything? Yep. So I'm gonna go to the residue. So the okay. residue for me was. I, like I really struggled with trusting God mm-hmm. and dealing with PTSD. Okay. There was many a days that I would stay at my house, mm-hmm. keep the alarm on, close the blinds. I mm-hmm. wouldn't come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, my therapist would have to come to my home sometimes mm-hmm. because I would, I refused to leave mm-hmm. and I would give her an excuse, ah, like make up anything. Mm-hmm. So there were many times, you know, I couldn't do a lot of stuff by myself mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. I really, I do. And people don't know mm-hmm. because they look at you and yeah, think like, you're oh, great. You're good. You're good. Yeah. I yeah. get that a lot. Yeah. And people don't know my struggle. They Every don't day. know yeah. that if that key does not turn easily, mm-hmm. my mind is on a thousand. Mm-hmm. They don't know. That like when, when you I'm, put your key in your front door. I put my key in my front door. Yeah. They yeah. don't know that when I pass certain places and certain thoughts come to my mind or when I see a police mm-hmm. car or an ambulance, they don't mm-hmm. know that I may you. not show it to them, but it triggers me. Yeah. You know, granted, I've come a long way, mm-hmm. but I still have those struggles mm-hmm. every single day. And mm-hmm. I have some great friends who do stay outside until I get inside the house. Mm-hmm. I do have some friends who are always on me. Text me as soon as mm-hmm. you get home. Mm-hmm. I do have people who are amazing. You know, mm-hmm. the door is usually just locked at that one. And mm-hmm. when I turn it in, it, it's kind of struggle. You know, I feel nervous. Mm-hmm. They are sitting right there watching me to make sure that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Or they call me. They, you know, check on me on the anniversary of. Mm-hmm. the day and the, mm-hmm. you know I have great people around me mm-hmm. but when they're gone and I'm stuck with me you. I still mm-hmm. think of those things and mm-hmm. I struggle with how can I have such this great faith mm-hmm. like my faith is so strong it's great it's amazing mm-hmm. but I struggle with mm-hmm. did my husband have a, a list of what he was going to do to me and his friend has it and then his mm-hmm. friend is going to come and you know finish mm-hmm. the job and mm-hmm. you know what if I get in another relationship mm-hmm. is he going to know that I was in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and then he sees that I'm easy target mm-hmm. and now he's going to do it to me like I yeah. go through a lot mentally. So that is the residue, that Mm -hmm. whole struggle with just trying to accomplish. What does faith look like in the midst of like these wanderings that you have and these feelings that you have? Yeah. I would say it's definitely steps. Yeah. Like, I don't think that 
Faith is not easy to describe to me. It's not. Like when people try to put it's it in not. a little box. It's and not a shell, 10 step. It's, it's not a not, It's not. No. It's not it's pretty. Different it's for not everybody the same. Yeah. And every level yeah. of faith yeah. looks different yeah. for you than me. Yeah. Your faith and is going to be way different than mine. And what and you wh- need faith for. Exactly. I need it for being able to be confident yeah. that that key is going to unlock that yeah. door and ain't nobody on the other side of it. Yeah. You ain't thinking about yeah. that. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that to mm. me, it's just been steps. Yeah. You know, my faith will grow in certain levels mm-hmm. and there are times where God will whisper to me I'm not gonna let that happen to you mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. oh okay and I'll exhale mm-hmm. and as soon as I hear a bullet or a helicopter mm-hmm. it's like how do I know that it's not it's close by or coming yeah. for me like yeah. I don't but then I've gotten in situations where he's shown me mm-hmm. and I've said okay I trust you mm-hmm. I trust you God mm-hmm. I trust that this is what you're going to do and I'm not even going to look the other way mm-hmm. I trust you mm-hmm. and it has occurred and I've been able to check that off mm-hmm. of my list of you know not having faith in that area so mm-hmm. for me it's just been steps mm-hmm. and I've grown in certain areas mm-hmm. but I still have a way to go because my mind yeah is flesh yeah like it's a it's a battle yeah people who don't even have Mm. the faith that i have still Mm -hmm. have these struggles yeah so imagine me waddling between the two and oh boy yeah oh yeah i trust you god oh man yeah oh yeah god got this like it's a struggle every day so that is the residue that's what i still struggle with but what i've gained and what i know that is not going anywhere Mm -hmm. is my trust in god Mm -hmm. when we, when I went through that situation, I trust you and God is faithful were mm-hmm. things that were just mm-hmm. that float off the tongue. Mm-hmm. After waking up from surgery, I remember saying, God is faithful. Why would I say that? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sedated, mm-hmm. like have been drugged and had mm-hmm. been cut on. Mm-hmm. Why would I say God is mm-hmm. faithful? It was like I was literally speaking what my life was going to be and mm-hmm. what my walk was going to mm-hmm. be. And God has mm-hmm. been faithful faithful mm. to me. Mm. I mean, there has mm. not been a situation where I cannot look back. Yeah. Now getting to there was probably a struggle yeah. on my part, yeah. but every single time mm-hmm. God has mm-hmm. been faithful. And it's like the Holy Spirit sometimes superimposes your mind, yeah. your situation in a way that you're like, it doesn't make sense that I have this Mm-mm. confidence, this reassurance. It and it's almost like God gives me the faith to have faith. Yep, <laughs> like, it does. Because you know need it. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to explain. I remember... Yeah. Um, and I tell this story because it's like, there's sometimes when you're like, no, you actively have to choose to have faith. Yes. Like you don't feel, you don't feel no emotion. You don't feel no spiritual super imposing. It's just, all right, I'm deciding. I'm yeah. And then there are times when there's this like, this awareness of the presence of God overwhelming mm-hmm. you in such a way that it's, it's God, it's, it's, it's more God than oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like God giving you what you need and then you giving it back to him. I, um... I remember it was when my dad died mm-hmm. and I yep. got the phone call from my mom and she's just like, you know, Lily, I tried to resuscitate your dad. Like that's all she could say to me. And I remember falling on the ground. It was like 30 seconds. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? And then like out of nowhere, I just started saying to my mom, like, we're going to be okay. God's going to take wow. care of us. We're going to be that. I, why that would wasn't, you say why that? Why would I say yeah. that? Yeah. Your dad is now and not it, in a good, pl- a good and space and, and, and your mom's okay, trying to it's okay it. if a person doesn't say that yeah it would almost make sense that you wouldn't just exactly. immediately exactly. go into a place of reassuring your mother and telling you things are going to be okay and, then, and so I know what it's like to have God 
give you what you need to give back. Yes. <laughs> you know, almost yes. like, okay, this faith, this trust, this reliance that I'm going to need to move the next step is almost like God has to pour it into you for you to then live out yeah. of it. Otherwise, it ain't coming. You don't have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a reminder that it's not all on you. Mm-hmm. It's not. And Faith we, is we not carry all on so you. much weight and it, it shouldn't be yeah. like, just trust him. Yeah. I tell people all the time, just trust him and see what happens. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Yeah. Don't think about it. Just trust him yeah. and see what happens. And when you see what happens, then yeah. you realize, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. I think for me, I think, you know, like you said, faith is not, um, it's not, it's not easily defined. I mean, yes, as the scripture says, yeah. it's the substance yeah, yeah. of things hope for and the evidence of things unseen. Got it. Mm-hmm. We get it. We get it mm-hmm. that it's this concept that I have to move forward before it is as if it is so, right? right. Like, we get that. But there's also that factor of knowing because I don't know yet, I'm still moving out of a place that I don't know. Yes. You know, it's a confident reliance yes. on something that I have not yet experienced, mm-hmm. you know, but even that you don't always know exactly you like don't. what that's going to look like when you're going to fall, gonna how you get like, back up, yeah, how, if you like. will get back up, and how you, long it's going to take for you to get back exactly. up. Exactly. You have no clue. And you, I think the thing that helps me remember, like does God desire us to have faith? Yes. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible mm-hmm. to please God, but it's also Faith in a faithful God. Yeah. And so it takes the pressure of it and the emphasis of it being off of something that you have to prove to God. Mm -hmm. And it becomes more something that God's inviting you into and then you're inviting him into. Right. You know, versus because sometimes it can feel like faith is something or that you got to prove to God you have faith. Yeah. And then he's going to do something for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Prove it to God. And then God has a reward and a gift Mm -hmm. for you. And, and I even just talking to you right now, just the imagery of it. It's like, I don't think that's all that it is. You Mm -hmm. think about Peter who who about to go walk out on water. Everybody tells a story. If you're going to walk on water, you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. And I remember preaching a sermon after a very, like, I found myself in a time of making some mistakes and making some decisions and feeling so low and mm-hmm. broken. And um, it's a couple of years ago. And I'm like, yes, ideally, right. if you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will never sink. Yeah. Nevertheless, that's not the human experience. Mm-mm. And there will be times we keep our eyes on Jesus and therefore we won't sink. But my favorite part about that passage at that time was Peter says, but Jesus caught me mm-hmm. and people that I had never heard that part preached. I just heard it preached. The reason why Peter started to sink was because he lost faith. Yeah, he took his yeah. eyes off of Jesus. And the moral of the story is faith. It, faith keeps you going. Keeping your eyes on Jesus keeps you from sinking. I'm like, but Peter did sink. He did. And he even, did sink. Right, and the good part about it was God was able to catch him. Now the worst, the bad part would have been had he didn't, you, I mean, had he not caught him. Exactly. But it's like people don't keep going yeah. to see. Allow God to catch yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just quit because we're like, oh, no, I took my eyes off. Yeah. I didn't show him yeah. what I was supposed yeah. to show him yeah. to trust him. And yeah. now you don't think I trust him. Yeah. No, for me, yeah. that's not how God works. Yeah. It may be your situation yeah. and no. your experience. It's both But and. for me, yeah, I, I've seen myself fall and I've seen God catch me. Yeah. And I've seen myself not take my eye off of him and, and I've and been able to say above what? You right. know, I've seen it. I've seen it both ways. Yeah. But I think it's something that you have to experience yourself. Yeah. To fully grasp <laughs> yeah. both sides of the concept. Yeah. You because know? all of it's God. All of it and is. all of it is our relationship yeah. with God. And, it, and God has desire for us and at the same time knows us. Mm-hmm. 
And I believe that grace is that element that fills the gaps. Yeah. It's that gap between God's mind, God's abilities, God's perfection, God's all powerfulness and and our humanity that us (laughs) trying or us trying, you know, but there's that grace, not Mm -hmm. just to, to, to forgive us of sins, but to also cover us where we are just lost sometimes yeah, we or we're faithless short. sometimes uh-huh. or we fall short or, uh-huh. or we don't know what he expects of us and one, or it's the, it's the PTSD and the faith trying to figure each other out. Right, right. <laughs> you know and what I'm we saying? We coexist in the same yeah. space. And I yeah. have people tell me you cannot be a believer and be afraid. How do yeah. you have PTSD and you trust God? It's the Jesus saying, can this cut pass? Like, like and he, oh, he couldn't okay. say it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's the reality that, like, who says so? Right. Who says so? Who I don't, that? I, I, when the Bible tells us not to be afraid, I don't think it's God saying, um, you're disappointing me if, if fear rises up in you. I think it's God's acknowledgement of, based on your human condition and the things that you mm-hmm. go through, fear is going to come up on yeah. you. And what I'm telling you is don't live in that Yeah, thing. you don't have to be. You don't have yeah, to be. I got it, you. It, doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to rule your life. It's not a judgment yes. of the fact that it yes. shows up on the scene. Yes. And I think that's how I know that they can coexist because mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. I now can see, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Gosh darn it. <laughs> it was you saying, what did you just say? About the guy saying, don't be afraid, uh, or like, um, by PTSD and, and fear can both be, or, and faith can both be and there. What did you say after that? Um, yeah, no, 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 no. It was just the reality that, um, God puts things in the scriptures, I believe, not to judge us or to beat us up for, um, experiencing, but what we decided it, it gets to do to us. Like, it definitely. Oh, not living. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yeah. I think that's what it is. So I think that. I've seen that it can coexist because I've not allowed it to dictate my life. There was a point where it did dictate my life. Now I'm not a prisoner. I'm able to go. I'm able to come back. I'm able to do. I'm able to experience. Before, none of that existed. So, yeah, yeah, I I think that you gradually have to get to that point of where you're not a prisoner of your circumstances. Mm -hmm. For me, it may be PTSD. For somebody else, it may be, you know, fornication or Mm -hmm. weight or whatever, Mm -hmm. smoking, drinking. Mm -hmm. But and everybody has their own situation. As Mm -hmm. long as you don't allow it to dictate your life and Mm -hmm. control you Mm -hmm. and manipulate your every move Mm -hmm. and start to manipulate your faith in him, then you're, you know, you're human. You're going to live. And like you said, he knows that faith is going to, I mean, fear is going to happen yeah. like circumstances are going to cause that yeah. natural reaction yeah however we know hmm. that he doesn't want us to live in, in fear that's what you i'm saying well, the sun says free is free indeed right exactly the spirit of the lord is there's liberty mm-hmm. god came you know the enemy wants to still kill and destroy right. but christ came to have life and life more abundantly it's not that the temptation to do the opposite is not right. always right or to live in the opposite is not always a part of our life or that we won't feel it right right ptsd is is, i don't have it so from what i know about it it's an experience Mm -hmm. it's a feeling it's it's but it's not it doesn't have to ultimately be the decision yeah well and sometimes it is a part of your decision making process back then it was yeah definitely was and i've grown to where it's not yeah i mean it was it was really bad to where when my therapist came one time and we took a walk in my neighborhood i live in a pretty safe neighborhood 
And every single time, like she was really, really good because mm-hmm. she knew she when I would get mm-hmm. nervous, Auntie. when I would get when She's I would good. get antsy and anxious and have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And she would say, "He's not going to harm you." It would mm-hmm. be a guy parked in his car, mm-hmm. and my thought process is, "He's waiting for me to get home. He's going to mm-hmm. break into my house. He's going to kill me." Like that was always my thought, mm-hmm. and she would always reassure me, "He's not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. That guy is taking his lunch break. Mm-hmm. He's da 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 da." And I would just be like, wow, how did she even know that I was thinking that? But it was my reaction. Mm-hmm. So many people don't realize that they're reacting a certain mm-hmm. way. And you think that people don't really notice, mm-hmm. but people do notice. And when you build your faith, those things subside. Mm-hmm. I don't look at that now. I mean, I was to the point, Liana, where I would memorize license plates, mm-hmm. makes, model, color of cars. Mm-hmm. Any car that drove up and down my street that did not look familiar, mm-hmm. I was doing this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And if you asked me about the cars yesterday, I could give you a lineup of mm-hmm. them. In a restaurant, if I was with a friend, I could hear two to three conversations going on hmm. outside of the one we're having, having because I had to know yeah. what was going on around me yeah. because I didn't know if these two people over here were talking about plotting to get me. Mm-hmm. So I had to remember or listen and be able mm-hmm. to tune in to those mm-hmm. people and then still have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That was initially. When did you notice the switch? Or did it just happen and you realize it gradually happened Uh because it wasn't just bam automatic. Of course. It was little stuff that would just take place and then little situations would occur where Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like God was testing me sort Mm -hmm. of, you know, like, okay, what is she going to do in this situation Mm -hmm. or what's going to happen here? And then I would say, oh, I didn't even do that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I sat on the side where I didn't Mm -hmm. face the door and I was okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody came in. Nobody tried to kill Mm -hmm. everybody in the restaurant. Mm But like, then I had those moments where it occurred more than once. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, girl, Mm -hmm. relax. Mm -hmm. Just chill. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be fine. Do you feel, do you feel somewhere that this has become the theme of your life? Like overcoming this situation or living in the light of this situation and how do you feel about that? I think it has and I think that that's why in the beginning when I was saying that I'm very nonchalant about telling people mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really immune to their responses, I think that that's my 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 mechanism to mm-hmm. really not allow it to like Mm-hmm. I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. this is me. Yeah. Yeah, I got shot 10 years yeah. ago. So yeah, what yeah. I wanted to tell you was yeah. I tried yeah. to yeah. move so quickly around yeah. it because I want you to see something like, else. I'm still living. I'm still here. I exactly. still have other areas of my that life that matter. That is not all of who I am. Yeah. Like, it's a major part. Yeah. And I don't believe that I would be the woman that I am today. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I would be the person, the mm-hmm. friend, the daughter, the sister who mm-hmm. I am today mm-hmm. had I not experienced that situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm forever grateful to God because mm-hmm. I don't believe that God chooses many people to be a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I know that I am. Or it's not a miracle. Right. You know <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I look at it like that. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. But I don't want it to to define who I yeah. am completely. Yeah. It's a portion of yeah. me. And I don't even mind if it's 50% of me. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to overshadow the yeah. rest of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that's why I try to minimize it mm-hmm. as much as I do. And I have to catch myself mm-hmm. because I'll say it to like a new doctor and I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I got shot nine years ago, but I mean, I'm fine. And they'll be apologizing, mm-hmm. apologizing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. And I struggle with that because I think that if someone were to do that mm-hmm. and minimize it, 
I would be offended. You. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I told somebody and they were like, girl, but you fine. I yeah. would probably be mad. Yeah. So it's like, I struggle with that. Like what do why I do want I... from them? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And why do mm-hmm. I do it? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's okay. But if mm-hmm. somebody were to do it to, to me, me, it wouldn't yeah. be okay. Yeah. So I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's my, my, my mechanism that I'm using to try mm-hmm. to make sure people know who I am mm-hmm. and know what happened to me, mm-hmm. but not make it who, who I, I am. What happened to me is not who I yes. am. But of That's course, exactly. all of our life of experiences mm-hmm. do contribute to the overall whole of our, of who we are and how we show up in the world. Yeah, you know? they do. So it is kind of knowing, like, what's the difference between, like, what happened to me and me, you know, or what yeah. I've been through and who I am? Because a lot of who I am is the responses, mm-hmm. right, to what I've been through or right. what I've faced or what I've encountered, you right. know. Uh, so I do think it begs the question, like, at the core, at the essence, like, what what would you say if someone said at the core, at the essence, like who is Summer? Summer is strong. Uh-huh. Summer is wise. Uh-huh. Summer is loyal. Uh-huh. And Summer is trusting. Uh-huh. Like that's like really who I am. And uh-huh. I think every other aspect that's connected to that. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, there's other details, but I think the core of who I am, those are like the things that I am. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I mean, I'm not going to say everything else isn't important. I think those are the most important mm-hmm. things of who I am. And those are the things that I pride myself on mm-hmm. being. And when I'm working on things about me, I make sure that those stay intact. Mm-hmm. Everything else is, uh, okay. Yeah. But those things, that's Are like you? who I am. Yeah. And that's who I always want to mm. be. That's who I don't want to change. If I grow, yeah. I grow. That's great. Yeah. But I have to have those yeah. core yeah. things. Yeah. That's just who I am. Yeah. I feel like like how we were talking about the weight. And I, was like about the people, I was just about to say. I feel like yeah. I've gotten so much yeah. that if I didn't keep that core mm-hmm. I felt like I would do a disservice to God mm-hmm. and to who he is and what he's been in my life mm-hmm. so when I do you know because we all have been trained up in a way and mm-hmm. we all veer from time to time mm-hmm. and when when I veer I get right back yeah. to those core things because yeah. I know who that that's I? what kept me yeah and that's what helped me to stay huh. on this path of being and doing mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and reaching who I'm supposed to mm-hmm. reach we can sometimes get lost in um, what we have done or mm-hmm. what we've overcome or mm-hmm. what we've experienced. And I believe in the power of story. I do. Mm-hmm. And I think story is so it's such a huge part of our faith journey and other people drawing from our, our story yeah. for their faith. But I think that um, the, the hard part, as we were talking at the beginning, is when you have done something well or achieved something or overcome something or mm-hmm. bounce back for something there you're not giving yourself the room to have to mess up again or to have yeah. struggles yeah. or to not be okay and also feeling like other people some other people don't give you that space right they, yeah they so don't. it's very important to have a community of people or some people around you that offer you that yeah that safe place to to not be the title to not be the story to not be to know all the things about you and to see you accordingly mm-hmm. but at the same time to just be like 
you can just be here. Yeah. And you it's know? funny because I had do you a have friend. that? I do. And it's funny because I think that I, I have like people that are around me who definitely, you know, keep me on my toes, who definitely push me mm-hmm. because there are times when I'm like, uh, nope, today is da da da. I want to sit in the house. I don't want to do yeah. nothing. And I have people who are like, nope, we're going out. We're going to do yeah. this, this and that. We're moving. Yeah. We're moving. And yeah. I'm like, okay, great. But then there are times where like it, it didn't bother me at the time, but when I unwrapped it, and I heard it repeated, like in telling the story about it, I was really, really shaken up about it. So, and it's going back to when I said, if somebody says it and takes mm-hmm. it nonchalantly to me, you yeah. know, then I'm offended. You know, I had somebody say, and she was over there telling that man her whole life story about her being shot and da 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 da. And I was just, Whoa. I was listening. Yeah. And I didn't say anything. Yeah. But I was like, Okay. Yeah. Tell us how you really, really feel. feel. Yeah. You know, and I've had, I've been struggling mm-hmm. to write this book. I, I mean, when I say mm-hmm. struggling, struggling. Yeah. And I remember early on when I said that I wanted to, I remember mm-hmm. hearing people say, about what? What you gonna write a book about? I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's like when you hear those mm-hmm. things, and I'm the kind of person who, Again, I'm loyal. Mm -hmm. So I like to hold on to people in situations, Mm -hmm. even though sometimes I know I probably shouldn't or I probably should put them in another box. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be in this box that's immediately around me. They should be in the box that's, you know, one box over. And so now you're here, but you're there. Yeah. 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 Now I'm like, it's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Because back in the day when you asked God to prune and cut the people who meant you no good and Mm -hmm. he did it little by little, you were okay with it. Mm -hmm. And now that you've come to this side of life, Mm-hmm. he still is going to do the same thing because mm-hmm. everybody can't go with you mm-hmm. where you're going. Mm-hmm. And eventually when you get this book written, mm-hmm. everybody that's saying yeah. they got your back don't really yeah. have it. So yeah. why not let me mm-hmm. God, prune cut them. these people yeah. and prune them not away? Not only can they not go the with level. you where you're going, some people just aren't good for you where no. you are. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. It doesn't even always have to be about the next. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, are you right good now. for today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you helping yeah. me deal with my today? Yeah. Are you benefiting it? Yeah. Or are you damaging it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to be damaged no more. Yeah. Like I, I need to, and I need, and just saying it has really made me remember. Yeah. Like you got to let him do it. Yeah. And don't be mad when he does it. Yeah. It's nothing against you, and it's nothing against them. Yeah. You two just don't mesh well mm-hmm. in the place that you are, or the place that you're gonna go. And yeah. I had the hardest time learning that you can grow apart from people. Mm. Like, I only thought yeah. that was, like, men and women. Yeah. Like, you're in a relationship, no. and y'all been married for 52 years, and yeah. now y'all growing apart. Yeah. I only thought of it that way. Yeah. No! It's okay, and when I see you at Target, hey, yeah. girl, how you doing? Yeah. We just happen to want different things in life. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense for you to stay on this street yeah. if this ain't where you going. Yeah. Why would you be following me driving the same way that I'm driving yeah, when you're trying, trying to go over there? there. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's nothing and it's okay. wrong with it. And it's okay. It's just a struggle for me to accept that mm-hmm. it's okay. I agree with you. I, I was just telling a friend of mine that last night. Yeah, like sometimes it's hard to accept it because we have these 
staples in our yes. mind. Like, this person is going to be in this position yes. in my life forever. And then life switches mm -hmm. that and you, there's part of, it's okay, but then there's also the difference between it being okay and you being okay right. with it. Right. You know? Right. And, um, yeah, that's that's definitely a growth point. Well, man, some of you have been extremely transparent and sharing and just like definitely some nuggets. Like even if a person hasn't been through what you've been through, there's yeah. enough shared life experiences of pain and trauma or just mm -hmm. bad decisions, good decisions, loss Absolutely. and added joy that all these things are kind of part of this like, because the truth of the matter is everybody is going to have to bounce back from something. Something, something. And the I don't I don't remember how it was said, but... I just thought about that song where it says we fall down and we always thought that it was that one time that mm -hmm. we fell down. But I think it's the act of falling. Mm -hmm. Like we always are going to have a situation mm -hmm. that we're going to fall, you mm -hmm. know, from or we're going to need to get back up from. Mm -hmm. It's not just that one time. Mm -hmm. I didn't just need to get up from that yeah. incident. Yeah. There are still things yeah. in my daily walk yeah. that I'm yeah. going to have to bounce back from. Mm -hmm. And I have to be able to look back on those things mm -hmm. and those things that God did, what he showed me, how he growed me, how he taught me. Mm -hmm. and be able to bounce back continuously. Mm -hmm. So it's not just... A one-time one, affair. No, absolutely and not. And over. And absolutely now not. I know everything there is about right. bouncing back. Nope. Resilience and nope. all that. It's like, no, it's just like manna is part of... It's your, God is your daily bread. Like, yep. it's daily bread for something, right? Absolutely. He's sufficient for something. It's that, that, that trial, that hardship, mm -hmm. that peace you need, that joy, that discernment, that clarity, all it's these ongoing. things. Every single mm -hmm. day. It's... Mm -hmm. Children of Israel in the wilderness having literally reply, uh, rely on bread that came out right, from that day. And when that day was over, it was spoiled. They, and tomorrow you have to depend well, on God again. to give you new stuff. So, yep. yeah, I think that that is our life. Absolutely. That is our life. Now, of course, we our human memory uh -huh. is where faith uh -huh. comes in and says, I remember that God gave me bread yesterday. Yep. <laughs> Come yep. on. He's going to give saying? it to me today. He's going to give it to yeah. me. I don't see yeah. it. But he's going to give it. But... I have to exercise my memory. Therefore, that's where like the faith part comes in that says, if I am still a babe in my faith, after everything I've been through mm -hmm. with God, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Not if I struggle, but if I'm still a baby yeah. at the, th if he's been giving me bread for a month, every day, like every clockwork. Day. If on the first day of the next month, I'm still struggling like I did day one a month ago, problem. there's a problem. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not rem I'm not exercising one of the greatest tools of faith that God has given us, and that's our memory. Yeah. You know, our mind. That's why the Bible tells us to meditate on the on Word the of word. God and to mm -hmm. remember the Lord. You yes. know, um, anyway, I'm not trying to preach a sermon. No, I, I just, know. And people <laughs> think that you're... You're just supposed to just wake up and everything's supposed to be great yeah. and no, la, 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 no. la. No, life is going to happen. Yeah, and... life is going to happen. And yeah. every day that you struggle and go through something, you got to know that these things are going to happen. Do I live my life with regret? Am I mad yeah. at God for allowing this to happen to me? Absolutely not. Because yeah. yeah. I wouldn't know what I know now yeah. and I wouldn't be able to move forward. Yeah. And it, it's never about you. Like that yeah. wasn't even about me. Somebody yeah. else is going to go through that situation. Yeah. For years, I didn't even even believe that then I started seeing people and mm. people would call me people would inbox me people mm. would say something to me like I've had people even say stuff about what I post or share on Facebook about my story mm. and I tell people all the time trust me when I say I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stuff that I could share yeah the stuff that I share with you 
is a glimpse yeah. of what I dealt with in yeah. my whole life. Yeah. There's a lot of experiences yeah. that I've gone through. I share when God puts it on my yeah. heart because I asked him to help me to share to help other people. Yeah, not just so share when, to share. Not to just share to share. Yeah. I could share that I went through a divorce and I did this and I could yeah. share all of that. Yeah. But that's not what my goal yeah. is yeah. when I'm sharing. Is it being used to, to glorify right. God and to edify somebody else? Exactly. And yeah. to help somebody yeah. else. And do I think that what I'm sharing is going to help yeah. or is it just going to put somebody down? Yeah. I don't yeah. talk negatively about the man that tried to take my life. Hmm. It's not because I think he's great and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's not what the, the light needs to yeah. be shine on. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not for yeah. me. It's not. Yeah. My goal is not to write a book to bash him. Yeah. There are some amazing things that that man taught me mm-hmm. that I still live by today. Mm. There was a bad point of it mm-hmm. in my life that we did not do what was right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I have to speak negatively. Mm-hmm. I'm very transparent. I'm very yeah. honest because I know that's the only way to help people. Mm-hmm. If I'm lying, mm-hmm. how am I going to help the next person that's yeah. in that situation similar to mine? Yeah. It, it serves no purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent mm-hmm. and I'm going to share with the hope that what I'm sharing is going to help somebody mm-hmm. else. And when it does, that's great. Mm-hmm. I give glory to God. I mm-hmm. don't take no credit. I'm just the vessel that he used to get that message to that person. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hmm. That's good. That's it. Man, thank you, Summer. Just for, man, thank you for just being here. I, I have one last question to ask yes. you. What do you do that makes you happy? That you enjoy doing? Eat. Oh, my gosh. Eat. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> like the one thing. And now yeah. I think that it's, Ditto. it's turning into <laughs> traveling. For me, because it it not only gives me an opportunity to see the world and to just get new experiences, Mm -hmm. but to be able to feel free Mm. and and free in the sense that I'm not living captive Mm -hmm. in my situation. Mm -hmm. Like I'm allowing myself to just really trust God Mm -hmm. enough to go to another part of the world where nobody knows me, nobody knows my story and I don't know them and I don't know if they're going to do harm to me, but I'm trusting God because I want to live and I want to live my life in the Fullness yeah. that I know God promised. Did you just me. come back from like Paris? I just came back from London and Paris. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing. Yeah, I would have so never done yeah. that before. That that's powerful to like choose where you're going to emphasize your energy, yeah. where you're gonna where you're gonna put it, so that you can look up and say like. It's not holding me down. It's not. And people look at it like, girl, you just went to London. You just went to Paris. They have no idea. What it took for you to take the trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's way bigger than that. It's not just a trip. Yeah. It's way bigger than that for me. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. If there's anything you would want to leave with someone that you listening to this episode of the podcast that feels like they might be in an abusive relationship. What, what, what's, you talked about it earlier, but just as we're closing, we talked about it a lot, but I want to empower someone that might be mm-hmm. in a place that they may feel stuck or they may heard your story and be like, oh, I didn't know that those were areas of abuse too, you know. You don't, say educate yourself. Yes, what else? educate yourself. Don't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I thought for many years I was the only person in the whole entire universe that mm-hmm. was going through what I was going through. You're not. There's mm-hmm. so many people who go through it. They go mm-hmm. through it in silence like I did. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed. Um, reach out, Mm -hmm. find somebody that you trust Mm -hmm. and share with them. Mm -hmm. I shared with nobody. Mm -hmm. My situation probably wouldn't have escalated to the degree it did had Mm -hmm. I shared. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and educate yourself, learn what it is and don't be afraid to let go. Mm -hmm. There is 
hope mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm. That is not it. That mm-hmm. is not your destiny. And don't be afraid to turn your back on something that means you no good. Mm. I held on for so many years and I look up now and I don't think that I wasted time mm-hmm. because I learned so much. Mm-hmm. But I just realized that I was holding on to something that was causing me so much pain. Mm-hmm. Why would you hold on to something that's causing you so much pain? Mm-hmm. Love don't take that much work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Love does not hurt. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, it doesn't hurt. Physically, it doesn't hurt. Financially, Mm -hmm. sexually, love does not hurt in those areas. Mm -hmm. So if you're experiencing a love that hurts like that, you Mm got to reevaluate it. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to let it go if it does point in the direction of being abusive. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Mm -hmm. I promise you there's hope on the other Mm -hmm. side. But you won't ever know if you don't get there. Thank you, Summer. Do you avail yourself to people reaching out to you? I do with certain stipulations and okay. I pray and I'm, I'm definitely obedient mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But because of the mental space that I'm in, oh, it, I, it's yeah. very important for me to know that a person is really serious mm-hmm. about getting out of a situation mm-hmm. because it damages me mm-hmm. if I try to help and I avail myself and I, you know, share my story and mm-hmm. I tell you all these things to help and Understand get you to where it. you go and then they go back. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I went back twice. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Most women, there was a study that said most women go back at least six or seven times before mm-hmm. they're seriously ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But for me, mm-hmm. in my situation and what I experienced mm-hmm. and all of that trauma that went along with it, I can't do that to yeah. myself. Well, do you know of any, and I can look up something added to it, like hotlines or Genesis resources. Center. Genesis I've been Center. working with the Genesis Center. I believe that they are the Is that greatest. Is like Genesis? Nope. It's spelled J-E-N-N-E. J-E-N-E-S-S-E, Genesee Center. Center. And had I known Mm -hmm. then that they had all that that they have, I would have probably been gone. They they have shelters, but they are not shelters. You are not in a building with a cot. You are in an apartment. They have legal help. They have financial help. Like, they have so many resources and yeah. so many people just don't know yeah, and so they stay in their situation yeah, they stay in their situation yeah. and them like I couldn't think of anybody else that I would refer anybody to because mm-hmm. I've worked with them mm-hmm. I know what they have to offer mm-hmm. I've seen people that I've referred to them get the help that they needed mm-hmm. so I know what they're about and I'm about experience if mm-hmm. I've experienced if I've tried it I'm gonna tell you about it yeah. if I haven't I can't tell you anything yeah. so I would definitely refer the Genesee Center to anybody who has a question they have a hotline that's 24 hours mm-hmm. somebody is always there they're you know experienced they've been in the community for years mm-hmm. and they know their stuff spell it one more time j-e-n-e-s-s-e center got it all right well thank you all for tuning in to this week thank you summer for just yeah, I mean, availing yourself, your, yourself to this. Sharpen Her Iron for me was was always about um, bringing women together in order to, like, uh, build from mm-hmm. one another. And I think it's also just certain conversations, which is fine. You're not going to get on a Sunday morning right. pulpit. You know, right. it's, it's more of a monologue one way, you know, and so that there's ways to build community mm-hmm. and, and to, to build um, us up, brothers and sisters in Christ, without it just happening right. in church on Sunday or just kind of adding value to that. And so I thank you for, for sharing course. because like My you pleasure. said, um, someone feels like it's just them mm-hmm. or they're embarrassed mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things. I think that's the number one tactic of the enemy is to oh, isolate yeah. us and yes. to make us feel alone in our mm-hmm. stuff. And, <laughs> and you like stay there. And you stay mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you judge yourself. and Just yeah. all these things. And so I, I love 
women who are like, no, Liana, let's talk about it. Yes. You know, um, I, I respect it. And so thank you. You're so your welcome. Home. Of course. You know, My um, pleasure. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to people just kind of giving their feedback. Feel free to give your feedback on what stood out to you in this episode. If it spoke to your heart, if it spoke to your mind, if it just edified you, you know, you don't have to go through the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. A, a life is similar enough, yes. you know, in yes. our experiences that there's something we can, something, Hopefully something we can get thing. out of it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on Sharpen Her Iron. Go ahead and like this, share it with a friend, and subscribe to our podcast for more conversations with dope women. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Queen Liana. You can email us at sharpenheriron at gmail.com. Engage with us. Let us know what you think about the show. And for all upcoming events Sharpen Her Iron related, go ahead and visit our website, sharpenheriron.com.